Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, it's William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Pavel, Paul, on from Solar Staff, and we'll be talking about the use case or the business case that customers and prospects use for purchasing uh, Solar Staff. So while we jump jump into introductions, uh, when when Pavel and I were we were going back and forth on email, um, and and he showed up uh, on on Zoom. His name's Paul, and so we spent probably twenty minutes talking about the origin of, of his name and things like that. So it's, if if I go back and forth during the broadcast of Pavel and Paul, don't be freaked out by that. <laughs> it's okay. He goes by both. Yeah. We're, we're good. Uh, yeah, Paul, teach us a little bit. Uh, well, introduce yourself and also introduce uh, Solar Staff. Um, my name is Pavel Shinkarenko. Uh, I'm a co-founder of Solar Staff, and uh, I have over 20 years of experience in financial and legal technologies. Uh, I start with a legal practice and had an experience of legal practice up to uh, 16 years. Uh, and my company uh, provide the legal services for uh, technological companies. Where I help them to uh, open up a new uh, offices in many countries. And it was 2014 when I find out that I'm near to the ceiling of my possibilities of providing the services. Right. And... Um, my my business was like a craft. Um, you are um, in that business. You have to be involved in all that procedures and you spend a lot of time. And that's why I understand I would like to establish the technological company and start the technological business to um, pass through that ceiling and raise my business in many countries. That's why I uh, decided to open the solar stuff. Um, it was an idea. Um, it looks like um, a lot of my clients face with the problems uh, when they start to use inter- international fr- freelance forces. Right. Uh, there are different kind of regulations and procedures in many countries different payment systems and methods and they uh, spend a lot of time and money and own forces uh, the labor forces to manage that procedures and i think oh it sounds like a good point of automation and starting a business uh, which can help my customers and other companies uh, to manage their international freelance forces more easily, faster, and more cost-effective. So, first of all, I love this. I love the platform, especially because of co or, or with COVID. We obviously uh, opened up our aperture. Of you can work, you know work anywhere in the world. So a lot of knowledge working jobs, but you can work anywhere in the world. Your talent, you know, pool is anywhere in the world. Now that's great, 
up into the point where you got somebody in um, in in South Africa, and you've now got to pay them. So, or you've got compliance that's that's uh, mm-hmm. local or federal or whatever. That's that's now you've got to be able to understand what laws, tax laws, and things like that. So, take us into that world because first of all, I think people are fascinated with the world of work and the way the world of work has changed with remote and hybrid and being able to access gig workers, freelancers, all these, this talent that's everywhere in the world. But now, you know, it's, it's great. That's the good news. Talents everywhere in the world, bad news or, or, or something to be worked on is okay. All of those places have laws. Although all those places, you know, you got to get money to them, et cetera. So take us into that, uh, that world a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the COVID was a game changer in our industry. Uh, so many companies uh, tried to use remote teams and remote workers. And after them, they think, oh, now we use only the local ones. But um, it's no, it's there are no differences uh, when you use a remote team in your city or in South Africa or in India. It doesn't matter. Uh, it it looks all, almost the same, but uh, all the differences placed in uh, regulations, in payment management and contract management. Only that kind of differences are really uh, uh, difficult for the companies to start to use international freelance forces. And we help uh, them to manage that kind of problems uh, with our business infrastructure and technological infrastructure. And uh, that's why uh, our service grows very fast the last couple of years. So, so Paul, it, um we, we talked about freelancers, but I, I want to make sure the audience understands is, is it just freelancers or can some of the talent or is some of the talent uh, full-time talent? Oh, uh, there are two types of freelancers uh, in our company, in our service. Right. Uh, one of them are some kind of part-timers or uh, case-by-case used freelancers. Uh, but some of them uh, work with uh, the same company for the the same client for the long period of time, and they uh, could be uh, named like uh, permanent independent contractors. Right. Uh, they, uh, yeah, their uh, services um, uh, companies order and order again for many times. Uh, and make a lot of deals with uh, one one chain. And this uh, helps companies to build their own private talent cloud. It looks like a pool of freelancers. They uh, One of them could be used uh, in day-by-day operation, another one case-by-case. And our customers feel themselves free to use that freelance forces uh, when they uh, need it or permanently. So who's using the platform themselves? Because I could see procurement, 
I could see HR or recruiters and sourcers, or I could see hiring managers. So who uses uh, uh, solar I, stuff I, right I, now? Uh-huh, uh-huh, thank you. Uh, I think uh, it depends on the type of the company mm. and the um, size of the company. In a sm smaller company, um, smaller clients, we work with uh, CEOs or uh, with uh, project managers uh, in companies who, who are bigger. Uh, we uh, work with uh, uh, remote team um, managers or vendor managers or HR specialists. It depends on the structure of each client. Sometimes we work with the financial department sometimes with the legal um i so, I, I think yeah it depends yeah, yeah. on on the client makes sense so what types of talent are being sourced like right now if you were to kind of put a finger on the pulse what are the what's the type of talent and what i mean by type is are are we talking about java developers versus you know uh you know Consultants, like what's what is the type of talent that's being sourced the most right now from the system? Uh, and now we have more than two thousand uh, types of freelancers mm. in our system, and of course, a lot of them are software development, uh, developments, uh, or um, designers or copywriters. But we have a customer support uh, um, specialists or uh, co copywriters, so many types of specialists uh, are in our system, even legal consulting providers and so on. So well, many types. Right, right. So um, obviously you're helping them with the, making sure that the regulations compliance is straight for wherever the freelancer exists, yeah, making yeah. sure that people get paid, uh, you know, on time and in the appropriate manner. And it also managing the contracts, um, yeah. for each, each job, each, each, each role, each, all of those types of things. And then that's, that's managed all in one platform. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, we help our companies uh, with KYC and onboarding procedures and compliance, and also with the financial management, uh, with uh, uh, some kind of dispute resolutions. Uh, it looks like uh, all-in-one solution for uh, freelance force management for our companies. So for our clients, yeah, 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 that no, makes sense. So let's do some buy side uh, questions for just a second. When you show um, prospects or customers, solar staff for the first time, anybody, what do they fall in love with? What's kind of the, I sorry, I call it the aha moment, but you can call it anything you want, but like your favorite part of the, of the demo, when you know that when you get around to this and show them that, that they're going to, they're going to freak out, they're going to love it. What is that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have the first point. Um, it's uh, reducing of uh, the time and the cost of all administrative procedures, uh, all onboarding and KYC and compliance. And we talk to our clients, you can do what you really need. 
do not spend a lot of time on the boring administrative procedures. All of them will be done by solar staff, will be made by solar staff. And it could look like some kind of invisible procedures for you. You're just pressing a button, invite the new freelancer, and all the KYC compliance and uh, um, onboarding will be made by solar staff. And you just receive a notification when your new freelancers will be ready to start. I love that. that I love it. Um, so favorite without brands or company names or any of that type of stuff. So I'm not, not, not trying to get you to disclose that stuff, but your favorite customer stories where maybe someone took a chance, maybe they hadn't worked with a bunch of freelancers before, hadn't thought about talent in this way before, took a chance uh, and all of a sudden can't imagine a life without it. And my favorite customer story um, about Ridero is the micro edition book service. They start to use us to work with uh, uh, book designers before starting with us. It took them, uh, them from six days to even three weeks to start working with each new freelancer. And after it, uh, it takes about uh, uh, 15 minutes to start. In addition, each Redera's manager um, uh, were able to manage contracts with maximum of 20 performance. And after that, this figure was tripled. And um, this helped Redera service to cope with their growth. And um, we, in fact, we eliminated the bottleneck uh, and um, held back the growth of their business. It was a great story for them and for us. And I really uh, received uh, the approval of uh, our, uh, I don't know, our of necessary of our service. And it was a good story. And uh, they still our clients for three or four years wow well that's that's i mean first of all just them coming back you know you try something once and it works out or it doesn't work out but them coming back over and over and over just that just shows you it's working um when someone's when when let's say someone's never kind of uh, bought a platform like solar staff what are some of the questions that they should be asking you know, you and your team in terms of before the purchase, like what should they be asking you? Oh, sometimes they ask um, how much money they should spend or time they should spend to start. Right. And we tell them our platform costs zero to start and zero to own. Um we provide the services uh, without any kind of oblig um, commitments or any kind of um, subscription fees. And on that point, they um, start to try our service. And after then, uh, they, they use our service day by day. Right. 
And I would assume because some VMS is not that's contiguous to it. It's not the same as what y'all do, but some VMSs they um, they kind of the financial model, the economics is they'll give people the access to the platform and then they make a transactional uh, fee uh, for transactions that go through the platform. Um, and in some VMSs, again, not the category of software that you're in, but some VMSs. They don't make a part, they don't make uh, fees for anything that goes through the system. They make, it's more of a pure SaaS model. It's it's based on subscriptions, uh, you know, et cetera. So it sounds like mm-hmm. in, in that case, it sounds like your economic model is not pure SaaS in the, in the kind of a traditional sense, but it's more based on the actions that they take through the platform. Do I have that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely correct. And uh, it's the part of uh, our, um, uh, I don't know, philosophy. Right. Uh, we, uh, we would like to uh, make some kind of um, a space uh, that could, in, in that space, our customers should feel themselves free. And free, free and without the, kind of borders and with, without some kind of commitments, if they need our service, they will use it. If not, it's not a problem. Okay, now you don't need, do not need the international freelance force. You right. have no or any kind of obligations to pay some kind of subscription. You know, it's it's interesting because uh, I can see arguments for both both on both sides, especially if they use it a lot. <laughs> but it, it is it's fascinating yeah. because you can stand it up pretty quick, get them to try it, and then if they like it, which uh, you know the bet the bet is that they will. Um, two two questions I probably should ask you uh, earlier, but let's let's do it now. Is you're, it's a two sided marketplace, right? So you're building on one side the corporations that have jobs or projects, et cetera. But on the other side, you're attracting uh, freelance talent without getting into the secret sauce. How are you, how are you attracting that talent? Uh, first of all, I would like to um, tell about our services, our service. Um, we are not a marketplace. I, okay, uh, we, good. Thank you just, for correcting uh, me. Yeah, yeah. We we just some kind of tool uh, and some some kind of huge huge number of tools, uh, and we help companies to work with their freelance forces, ah. with their freelance uh, fr- uh, pool of the freelance talents. In that case, we do not um, need to match the new customers with the new freelancers right. and we do that to be able to work with competitors for example we have uh, some kind of uh, uh, cpa networks uh, it's automated advertisement platform uh, they work with the bloggers and they don't want to share their bloggers with any right. kind of competitors right that's why we tell them your team is only yours. We do not right. share your right. team with other customers. 
Oh, that makes that may. I'm so glad you clarified that, uh, Paul, because that that makes it. I mean, it made sense before, but now it absolutely makes sense. The last thing I have in terms of you, you mentioned, you touched on it just a little bit around dispute resolution, uh, but I was wondering how you manage quality in the projects and in the freelancers because you're helping them obviously with with compliance and regs and pay and also contracts. Well. You and I both know contracts can get sideways, you know, quickly uh, in terms of expectations and stuff like that. So, how do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you? How do you help them with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a uh, in one time. It's a difficult and easy question. Uh, right, right. Um, we work with uh, with the customers and provide them the service with built in some kind of task management system and document management system. And we turn their negotiation process into uh, some kind of forms, answers and questions. And after the filing that form, they clarify all the necessary uh, points of each task. And they think about, oh, we need those kind of services, uh, it looks like an internet advertisement and we have to uh, fill the form about what we really want, where we, uh, when we want to receive the results, what kind of uh, measures, how we can measure the results. And um, our understanding uh, points on that uh, thing, uh, thought that uh, when you... Uh, uh, receive the some kind of checklist for each task you can uh, a, and you agreed with all the points before the start it helps you to manage this process easily and right. do not have a lot of disputes after in that uh, case we help our companies and freelancers uh, to have less uh, difficulties after the work will be completed. And in our service, uh, the number of disputes are very low. Uh, for example, it looks like 0.001% of tasks that finalized with some kind of disputes. And it's really less amount of dispute uh, that we have in our system. Love it. I love what you're doing. Uh, Paul, I just think it's great. And, and obviously it's needed uh, and was needed before COVID, but uh, because of COVID and even <laughs> after, it's absolutely just a great solution. So, uh, A, thank you for coming on the show, the podcast, and, and sharing your wisdom. And B, just th thanks for building just a wonderful company. Thank you. Thank you for your invitation. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.